Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 88 of the Are We Still Here podcast. We had a lovely guest on last week, but unfortunately it's just Jess and I. (laughs) It's not that unfortunate. (laughs) This week, um, Jess is going to hit us with the topic and then, yeah, we're going to crack on. Um, So the topic this week, although I just feel like as well, I feel like we should just cover something that we spoke about in private the other day. Oh, oh God, what? Really? <laughs> podcast being called Are We Still Here? Ah, yes. Yes. You had some thoughts around this, and it wasn't until somebody asked me what the podcast was called. Yeah. Them, did the penny sort of drop? Mm. Yeah. So Jess and I were talking the other day about the podcast and how we really, really don't want it to go down the road of negative chat about bad parts of the industry again and again because obviously we want to talk about positive stuff um and then but then Jess was like oh yeah but look at the name of the pod are we still here so really it's kind of paving the way for that um because we're talking are we still here as in something used to happen and it was pretty bad but we're still doing it now so are we still here so it's almost like really hard to not make the chat about like certain things that you know we the more we talk about it it, it's almost not helping because yeah but the more you we, talk about it the more you're making people aware of it but our intention was only ever to sort of clear up any ambiguity around yes. that, which was that was our intention as in like we're too too no none no, no nonsense no <laughs> exactly case. exactly and just, I'm, I'm just going to read a quote from my thing last night Oliver Burtman uh, what you pay attention to will define for you what reality is. And I just feel like if we're giving attention to these things, then that's going to become our reality. And the same with you guys listening. If you're seeing them on social media, hearing your friends talk about them, and then hearing Jess and I talk about them, it's like, how are we ever going to get away if yeah. we're giving so, these things more of our attention? So I guess our note is, we're not going to not talk about those things because you no. might be like, well, I didn't know that existed until you guys yeah. mentioned it. It's almost giving me a heads up of what to look out for. Yeah. Like, great. But we're also making a point of maybe not focusing on those things as much. Yeah, basically. absolutely. Which leads, well, I wanted to talk about this. Jess hasn't seen it yet. But sometimes I'll see something that just gives me like a, a little boost in my seat and I'm thinking, oh, the industry is a good thing. We're doing good things. The fitness industry could help so many people. It's positive, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's Chris Hemsworth's program on Disney Plus um, called Limitless. And it's I didn't realize it was going to be so highly based um, on his relationship with Ross Edgley and Peter Atiyah. But then when they appeared on all the apps, I was like, the first one, I was like, I said to Dan, I said, that's Peter Atiyah there. And then on the next one, I was like, he's in it again. And then I actually came to the conclusion that he's just going to be in it. Um, it. So basically it is um, Chris working with numerous specialists on uh, the science of longevity and health and I'd say fitness. Um, And oh my God, it's good. And the reason I love it is because, as you know, in this industry, the the industry and people in the industry and and people who sign up to work with people in the industry often focus on very trivial things that honestly you know oh shall I do this uh, or that and it's like it doesn't matter it honestly doesn't matter oh shall I do oh shall I eat yeah shall I eat breakfast or not eat breakfast it's like well whatever it's like the, there's so many little things that people think are going to change their life in so many ways and in reality it might, it might not, but whatever. Let's focus on the big things that are actually going to make a difference. Um, and, oh God, it's good. It, it's like about like um, proper st- strength and longevity. Like he, they, oh my God, it looks so hard. I, I can't even imagine it, but he does a, a hundred meter rope climb. 
if you've ever climbed a rope if you've ever done crossfit or any kind of aerial stuff oh my god it's so hard right and bear in mind weight doesn't help and he's a big guy and when he was doing it he was training for Thor so he was actually trying to gain weight because he has to to play Thor so it was obviously not going against it wasn't you know making it any easier for him but obviously as we know grip is a huge metric to longevity because if you can't support yourself and you can't hold on to stuff if you slip and fall when you're older is what, what, what if there's a rail there and you just oh you missed it because your grip is shit um so grip is a huge thing and he was talking about muscles that you don't necessarily use um in typical gym environments um and one of his goals after that episode which is episode four it's called strength was um exercise every day but not in the gym mm. um so do something and and he it went around these tribes in other countries even the Hadza tribe which is literally in every fitness thing and money thing that I read it's actually quite weird um but it's like the well researched tribe literally though, I'm it? like they're in it again every book I read I'm like they're talking about that tribe again because they're just so like interesting to study um but yeah even like Jess do you remember in pure gym there used to be a machine which I actually think is I tell you what if you struggle to fill your lats in in pulling movements I would put this machine in my gym and it was a seat yeah and then it had a big metal thing and it had a rope yeah and the rope was on yeah because people probably like oh it's a rope it doesn't do anything and the rope uh, is on a wheel so obviously you pull it like that oh people can't see but you're pulling it down but it's on a wheel so obviously you've got a never-ending loop of rope and I used to do it all the time and I tell you what pulling a rope you have to use your lats you you can't pull it without you can't do it so which is why when people struggle to fill their lats I often try and put them in movements where tough shit you're gonna have to use your lats or if you can't do it which is why I like kettlebell looped on a rope round a rig sit on the floor pull it Um, but like things like that like he was doing like the stuff with hammers stuff with sleds stuff with um med balls like throwing them and agility stuff and Honestly, it's just, it makes you realize that with the knowledge that good coaches have, it it can genuinely change your life if you are doing it for the right reasons and not for reasons that won't matter in six months time. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The most appropriate training towards your goal. Yeah. It, so if that goal, like you say, is longevity, it's like, yeah. well, make it right. I had this exact same conversation with the client yesterday because we were doing heavy farmers walks. Mm. We were talking about grip strength and we were talking about how because she actually has suffered with like wrist pain in the past. So we were mm-hmm. like, like, she was like, this makes so much sense to me. I was yeah. like, sure. Yeah. Like, really <laughs> sure. Um, and, and I think that's, yeah, it's always it's always applicable to what you are actually trying to work towards. Matt and I watched um, a, a documentary on Netflix this week which is about golf, like he's been buzzing for it to to drop. It's like this like six <laughs> or something. But it basically had on one of these episodes, it was like these two uh, men who had like grown up like best friends, but then they were in like all the big golf comps against each other. Um, and it was like the small little advantages that they did within their training to try and be the best ultimately. Um, and there was this guy who was like the a, a golf like strength coach. And I literally like was watching the videos and I said to Matt, I was like, that guy knows exactly what he's doing. I was like, I love that. I was like, I was like to Matt, like that is a great coach. Like you can see everything that he's doing. He's doing like tons of like rotation He's doing like, um, he had like, you know, the cable machines that we like where it's like the dual pulley. So he was like doing tons of those. He had them doing loads of like, um, like heavy, like explosive, like med ball slams. I just said to Matt, I was like, and like landmine stuff. I was like, that guy, I was like, I went on his website afterwards and there was like, he had like some little free ebooks. I sent them to Matt. I was like, this, this is the type of training you want to be doing. This is like applicable to what you want to get better yeah, at. Exactly. So and I'm going to do a shout out to a coach in my gym called Nat and she's pro fit golf. And she, I love, I love watching her work. She's yeah. so, you know what, how I feel about niches, but like her niche is, is so specific that it's like, it makes, per- like she trains people who play golf. Yeah. 
she I and I wouldn't say that was like one of the kind of things that we're like uh you kind of made that up like that's literally a sport so that's fine yeah <laughs> she's like older people who play golf and oh my god she gets she gets these special foot things out that I literally haven't I go and I'm like what are those and like to work foot placement she's focused focusing on balance rotation um explosiveness through the midline single leg work hinging obviously because golf is literally a hinge and I'm like that's the kind of stuff like when I was watching this I just think the fitness industry is so good but it is so badly marketed yeah do that that is it as well like it is so, so good, good. And I think as well like you see the how good it is on a granular level when you maybe get deeper into it like you say when it's a sport or when you're looking at like how it can help people in um specific things like okay like the longevity or whatever in the future whereas a lot of people don't think of that and instead think of like like you say if I do this will my abs show and it's like oh yeah but it's it's not it's not (laughs) it's not relevant to what we're trying to achieve here so so, yeah it's um, yeah but yeah I think that's um yeah definitely I'm gonna that's on my watch list now yeah please please because I'm just gonna say one more story about it because I Honestly, it's very rare that I'll watch something and I'm like engrossed. Mm. Like, because usually, you know, like, oh, this is a bit more whatever. But I was, oh my God, there was an old guy and um, I was just telling Jess this, but I think it's really important to hear. So, him and his wife, oh my God, they were so cute, by the way. Um, but they're really old now, like in the mid 80s. But when they were 50, they the wife said, oh, you know what? We we kind of got to our late 40s, early 50s and just really decided that we love to eat. And then we gained like lots and lots and lots of weight quite quickly, which can be really damaging. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, he said to the camera, he said, oh, I should probably do some exercise. And he said he went into the garage and he found his son's old bike, like gathering dust. And he took it around the block and he came back and he was exhausted, like literally like, oh, my God, I can't do that. But. He saw that as a, uh uh-oh, I'm exhausted after one lap. That's not a good thing. And this guy, I can't remember his name, but he also had a really cool name. He started, he said he did five kilometers and then he did 10 kilometers and he got up to 1400 kilometers, which obviously not in a day, but it's insane for an old geezer to do who's not necessarily that fit. And his mates started doing it and now they're all doing like 100K in the hills, whatever, in their 80s. And he ended up taking his friends to the lab because he's a scientist so he's got access to like all this cool stuff and he did tests on them because he noticed that all the older people that he knew were getting ill but him and his mates weren't and obviously I'm not saying that this you know but correlation doesn't equal causation whatever but you can't ignore stuff like this yeah and so he did tests on everyone for immune systems obviously illness is a weakened immune system and they all had the immune system of someone in their 20s and they were mid 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were so aerobically fit, which is something that the fitness industry sleeps on, that their mitochondria would, uh, I won't go into that, but basically their muscles were working. If you don't use it, you lose it. So they were just fit. And we forget that in this industry, we're so focused on aesthetics and how we look and oh, I want to look nice in my wedding dress oh, I want to do this it's like if you're not fit it doesn't matter you, mm. you, it, it's it, people sleep on it and this is why I try and get clients to do like longer warm-ups and stuff because sometimes I'm, I'm just disguising it as <laughs> a warm-up when it's just trying to get some aerobic work in but this guy and oh, I just loved him and he just sat there and he was just like fitness is so important and it's enabled me to pretty much live a really normal life and I'm almost 90 and he's chilling yeah it's it's people don't think about it and this is why in my work and obviously just your work I really try and make people realize that this is a lot bigger than they think yeah This this isn't three months with a PT I'm gonna see if I can lose an inch off my stomach or whatever it's like this is you might not realize it now but this is a lot bigger than you or I this is like something that we literally know every single piece of data literature whatever leads to if you are fit as you get older you're going to be in a much better place so why in the fitness industry is that slapped on help me to understand (laughs) 
think I think part of it is people don't know what fit um looks like yes yeah absolutely which is why I try try, you know what I find it really hard to I did a post a few weeks ago on like I try and word it in a really easy way but basically fitness as a whole is doing the same thing but your body has to work not as hard yeah just imagine running 1k okay done hard heart rate through the roof whatever if you did it a year later and it in the at the same pace and and it was easy that's fitness but people people yeah people wouldn't think that they would be like oh did you do it yeah or did you do it or do you look any different yeah but yeah of course of course and I forget that that's what what people think but if you did it quicker and it was easier then fucking sick (laughs) but what it is really is your body having to work less hard to do the same thing like when Jess I'm sure if you say you did a 40 kilo deadlift once right it's probably hard but you could deadlift 40 kilos now and and not think about it that's strength yeah yeah that's strength because your body can deal with the work and it's not stressing it's like yeah whatever we do this all day that's what fitness and strength is it, it it's dealing with the same without any fatigue which is why people can run a marathon and it, and it for, and it's easy but they didn't always run a marathon and it's easy they've had to break that up into steps over the years to be able to do that yeah I think that's that's the difficulty because there's also an element of like just because somebody can do something doesn't necessarily mean that they've got any any better or fitter at it do you know what I mean so um I even think to um uh my my sister's god mum who I've not seen for ages and um last year when I saw her after I'd done the great north run she said oh you must be so fit doing all those things but I was like she hasn't seen me in ages so she has no uh like um knowledge of maybe how hard I found that or um whether or not I had to stop all the time or whether or not I was uh took me three weeks to recover or all those things but again it's just perception just because somebody can do something doesn't necessarily mean that they Mm -hmm. are fit or whatever it's just like it it sometimes it can just be like their their ability to endure pain is is higher than other people's yes you're absolutely right you're absolutely right which is why which is why sometimes heart rate data is such a good thing to look at because you can say whatever you want and and I and I always use the same story but it's literally it just shows how clueless I was and which is why I literally like full-on went deep with this because I was like this doesn't make sense but I need to make it make sense in my own head but when I did a 5k in the desert and Mass was coaching me and he said, how was it? And I said, oh yeah, it felt fine. It felt easy because I was going so slow. And he looked at my heart rate and he was like, Sash, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. And he was like, this is how bad that was for you. He said, when you got to the end, your pace dropped. So you were going slower, but your heart rate was going up. You were doing less, but your body was literally like knocking on every door in your body to be like, please stop because this isn't going to end well for us. So sometimes feel, you know, it's like when people say, oh, listen to your hunger cues. Yeah, but for some people, they don't exist. Yeah. That piece of advice can render itself redundant with the wrong person because it doesn't exist. Like, oh, why yeah. don't you just wait to wait? Just stop when you're full. It's like, no, that person that doesn't work, which is like me in that 5k. Me, I said I felt fine because genuinely, genuinely, I did feel fine. Oh, I wouldn't have said, I wouldn't, if I felt awful, I would have said that. But fucking, I feel fucking shit. <laughs> I feel awful. But my body tells me the story and my heart having to work so hard to do less work is just it's just showing that I cannot cope with it so now imagine someone doing that three times a week but they feel fine right Mm. but they're doing that and their body is crying out for some kind of energy like 
let's bring the back into it let's bring the legs into it god let's bring the you know let's just try and get some energy and some sugar from anywhere but we can't find it if you're doing that three times a week and you say you feel fine it's gonna it's not gonna end well for you <laughs> that's what yeah it's like little things isn't it even you know when people say oh I've got shin splints or um I've got like niggle or whatever yeah. I'm fine it's like that's your body basically saying you're not fine hello yeah and that's why everyone says it's like mind over matter because your mind will push you through it's like um even in the the crazy instances where um people's absolute strength takes over when say for example there's an accident and um someone's child is trapped in a car yeah you just superhuman strength all of a sudden strength. it's almost like your mind pushes you past yeah, that yeah. Point and your body's like boom just kicks in so it's like it, it your mind will always keep you going and that's that's why I always that was the narrative I always told myself when I was running my long runs it's like your body your body will will keep going whatever the mind tells it to essentially so yeah. it's like you're dictating what's going to happen and that's why it comes down to what we said is like some people have a higher tolerance for pain because yeah, maybe yeah. they have that mindset of of whatever David Goggins gets mentioned several times on this podcast but he's a prime example of one of these people who ignores his body signals to the point where he's done races where he's like pooed himself <laughs> just just said poo oh yeah it makes him feel uncomfortable um where he's pooed himself and also like had like bulges coming out of his like head and like um yeah. I can't remember where it was it was like in his calves and stuff but he just carried on because his head was stronger willed than what his body yeah. was so that's why when we talk about feel and we talk about bringing it back it's so important to be able to acknowledge that we don't always know until we educate ourselves to know better yeah exactly so obviously I didn't know any better at that time yeah but you don't you don't right you don't. I didn't because when in when in the PT qualification even though I'd done level three level two level three level four not once in my year years actually because I had a full-time job so it took maybe three years that's a fucking degree in what part of that did I did I learn that you, that's not good no which is absolutely bizarre because that kind of fitness is probably the most important for longevity why is it it's baffling that that doesn't get included isn't it it is mental all they tell, teach you is like a third of your plate should be veg and it's like Great. And how to put the safety thing on on the treadmill, which is obviously why, you know, Jess has done loads of education and she's doing FFC now. And I did OPEX because without that and without won. my coach at the time, I would, of course, I would have carried on because how would I have known? Yeah. It's, no, it's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. So, which is why it's so important. And, and it's, and it's so hard to communicate sometimes because unfortunately, we don't get that like, Sometimes people don't want to hear it. Yeah. But I honestly think that if Jess, we sat a hundred people in, in a room who were solely focused on aesthetics and we had an hour to go through certain things that matter, I think they would. I think they would care. Yeah. But it's almost like, yeah, it's almost um trying to entice people into that because it's it's um like the learning part yeah doesn't appeal to everybody no yeah no well, you know what which is fine but I think Jess and I can both say you know I, I was I've been toying with doing one of those posts but sometimes I don't like how it comes across but I think it's really important if you want to get your message across when it's like these are the kind of people in the nicest way possible I'm not saying they're a worse kind of people but these are kind of the people that I'm not going to work with and, and these are the kind of people that I would love to work with. And it's not like you're not as good, but it's like these kind of people would, I would, we would not work well together. It would be a dead start. Yeah. You know, I think, I think Mass even did one. And uh, again, I don't know her real name. <laughs> Flourish coaching. Um, I really like her. She specializes in certain things. So she said, if you want to, do a transformation uh, just only lose weight look good in a bikini whatever that's fine you do whatever you want it's your life but it's not going to work it, again it's not being like oh that's a silly goal it's like it's a fine goal go and have fun with it but I'm not I'm not the best person 
yeah and I think there's no harm in doing that I, I was no. said with the other day it's it's not like very often that we maybe um like uh, turn clients away in that in that sense no. it's almost like as we've evolved as coaches we know what like you say the, the best way you've just described it is it, if it's going to be a dead start so rather than create right. sort of heartache for you and the client it's like just make it easier by being like great I'm probably not the best person to help you with this but maybe seek out this 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 yeah. do you know what I mean it's like it's just um it's just making sure that you're in that place and it does take a, a bit of confidence to get to that point of absolutely. course I liken it to um <laughs> say you met a boy or if you're a boy listening say you met a girl mm-hmm. and they seem really nice but there was a few things what if about you're a boy likes a boy and what if you're a girl likes what, oh yeah boy? sorry oh god how I'm not very very progressive am I say you're a person who likes another person <laughs> and um you're on a date with them and there's not again not a red flag in that they're evil just a, a kind of personality trait that you're not you just don't think that you'd gel with if they wave a few of them like they click at the waiter or waitress yeah so it's just little things like yeah okay I find it rude but they might not find it rude you know it's just just a, a few little differences or for example um oh I really like for example if I went out with someone and they said oh, I really hate exercising it doesn't mean they're a bad person it just means that we're probably we're probably not gonna gel well so if they waved a few little red flags if I then went oh but you know what they are really nice so I'm sure that will change um I will work on that because I'm sure I can get them to like exercise that's when it's the same as if you're taking on a client and you're already thinking I'm going to try and change them no yeah, yeah, it's not gonna work. They should they if they mention that oh I hate exercise, but I really, really want to love exercise, that's different. Mm. But if they say, Oh no, I just don't like it, you know, yeah. or oh I hate it's like when people say, Oh, um, oh, I've signed up, I want to sign up with a fitness coach, but I hate the gym and I hate doing cardio. I'm like, Do you realize this is a call for fitness coaching? <laughs> Do you realize um, the number that you've dialed? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not it's not it doesn't again I really need to reiterate this it doesn't make them a bad person but it's like why are we here yeah 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 it's a, a complete it's like yeah never gonna work so yeah, yeah. you should in coaching if you're a coach listening to this if in a consultation there's a few red flags you I mean you could try but they'll probably be gone in three months mm. so yeah. I think it's important so this might <laughs> segues onto the next point quite well so uh, we, we we mentioned at the beginning of the pod we were like we're going to talk about a topic and then we that was the intro by the way guys so if you're still here thanks for the- <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to talk about no, that was a really good chat it was a really good chat but we wanted wasn't to it about- wasn't it everyone please reinforce the idea so we wanted to talk a little bit around that that um program that sasha's watched that limitless so um the longevity side of things and I think that is really important because it ties into the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is around um, sort of building self-efficacy. So yeah. if you imagine, I can't get words out, if you imagine um, you have been training with a coach for a while, or maybe you've been into your health and fitness for a bit, but you go through waves where maybe you don't feel as um, self-sufficient in the things that you do, or yeah. you often find yourself saying, I just need some somebody to hold me to account and things like that. It's like, well, how do we build up our self-efficacy for the future so that we are sort of, maybe if you think about other people and you're like, oh, they just look disciplined or they just look like they take it all in the stride. It's like, how do we, how do we achieve that as a, as a, as a person, as a coach with clients, um, because that's ultimately the money shot for a lot of people is to be able to continuously work on their health and fitness without it being a chore. Now, mm-hmm. if you're here, if you're here, you might also be like, well, it's not a chore for me. I do it all the time. And that's great. But there's also periods in our life where it might ebb and flow. So that's something that we wanted to talk about today. Um, and also talk a little bit about um, how coaching, the actions that we give depend on the goals. Yeah. Hard. Hard, this is a funny this is a, uh, accountability is a funny topic because I'm I'm quite strong in my beliefs in that and that's only because I've been doing this for so long and sorry if you're listening and this is, and you're one of these people but the people who I've coached in the past who need accountability and who use that word a lot 
in our in our relationship were the people who missed workouts didn't book calls in uh finished their relationship with me and then didn't do anything after so the only reason I'm, I feel so strongly about it is mm. because I have seen how needing accountability does not work in the long term yeah but I can also see how in the beginning you're led to believe that that's what you need because a bad coach wants you to be accountable to them sorry oh, but it's true oh, oh burn yeah, but it's true. Right. So for example, say I've got 50 clients. I haven't. But <laughs> I honestly haven't. Say I've got 50 clients and they're all accountable to me. They're all dependent on me. I got no worries about them leaving because they need me. But also like as a coach, how exhausting mm. is that? Oh my God. I I can't. I, it is the pressure. I tell you what, when people need you because you shouldn't remember you should want not need when people need you it is really really stressful because you cannot be needed by that many people it's unsustainable it's unsustainable yeah it's also what you're led to believe when you're when you first start coaching because even in regards to the things that we've spoken about before where people market their services as you will get 24-7 access to my WhatsApp or what have you. Shit. Get me out. <laughs> so, but it is, isn't it? And you and you see that and it's like, and, and people might think that's what I need. I need somebody that I can, whatever, constantly check okay. in with. Whereas I think I learned that very fast where I was like, well, no one's going to message you at like 2 a.m. anyway and expect a response. It, it, that's that's the joke, surely. No. But, no. Also, oh. but also it's like, People think that that's what they need is somebody to hold their hand the whole time, um, dragging them there, kicking and screaming. Like, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna make me want, you're gonna make me love exercise. Like Sasha just mentioned, like some people say, I don't like exercise. It's like, as a coach, do you think it's your job to make someone enjoy exercise? How does it work when you've got a child who says they don't like carrots and you like make them eat it? It doesn't go any better. It doesn't, no. it doesn't make them enjoy. It's like they're like still hate him and yeah, I still hate yeah. carrots well I actually I actually my mum used to make me not leave my carrots mm. and I it was my least favorite veg whereas actually now I love a roast carrot I think carrots it was boiled so good just a boiled carrots just a bit bland isn't it yeah no absolutely I'm gonna read I like you know what first I was like I'm not gonna read because my stuff but I actually like the stuff I write hence why I post it um and also, if you don't blow your own trumpet, who's going to do it I'll for you? I'll blow my own trumpet until the cows come home. So I'm going to blow it right now on the 8th of February. I posted a post saying, you don't need accountability. You need a real reason to start and keep going. If care isn't taken, accountability can turn into dependence. As a coach, I'm there to support, guide, teach and challenge you not to check up on you. If your efforts in, if your efforts end when your coach is no longer around, their role in your life was not helpful. As your coach, you shouldn't want me on your back. You should want me in your corner. Yeah, that last line's great. Woo! And also the bit the bit I like, which I made a video. Up, I forgot to post it this morning because that's the kind of person I am. Um, but a check-in should not be a check-up. It's not, uh, have, you, have you ticked off your workouts? Have you ticked off your calories? It's like, no, that's checking up. You're checking up on. If I want to check in with Jess, I don't go, uh, Jess, have you done this? Have you done this? When I check in with Jess, have a consultation. It's like, let's talk about what's going on. Let's talk about anything that we want to add. Is there anything that was, was a bit shit and we want to change? It's like, it's not checking up. It's having a conversation. And you hear of examples like that, don't you? When people say like, oh, I don't tell my coach that I did this. I don't, I don't tell my coach that I ate off my meal plan at the weekend because I'm yeah. well that's a checkup that's, yeah, that's a, a checkup exactly exactly that's a checkup, that's a checkup. and also I'm gonna know because <laughs> people do say this but this is another thing so some people say and Jess has heard it I've heard it um you got your work cut out with me so oh, yeah. I won't to be fair I've actually only heard it a few times but when you start working with someone honesty and being on honesty and openness are so important and that might be explained as oh yeah but they're just being honest with you because they think that that you're gonna have your work out but you saying that basically means that I'm difficult and I'm fine with being difficult 
that's 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 not a way to start a relationship just like imagine if I again if I went on a date with someone and I said oh you got your workout with me if someone said that to me I'd be like see you in a bit mate (laughs) (laughs) you're not selling it you're not selling it it's the same honestly we can because it is a relationship you can actually liken it back to dating quite often that Um, would be actually hilarious yeah imagine the first thing that comes into head is like homer simpson meme backing into a head literally because what is that saying let's think about it two people one of them says you got your workout with me the other person if they're people pleaser will be like oh yeah i like a challenge i can change them it's like no 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 you go to your home and you go to your home and never speak again <laughs> because it, yeah it's saying like yeah I'm difficult and I'm happy with it and you're you're gonna it's gonna be a challenge for you to change my way it's like why are you here then why well, how how do we get here you know and that's why again it's the accountability thing it's like that's not a real reason to want to do it yeah, and there's an element with that as well, isn't it? Where it's like the resp- this so self-efficacy, self-responsibility yeah. that you're you're responsible for taking charge of that situation as well. Yeah. By you saying your work is cut out with me, it's going here. You go. Here's here's this big old manual of everything about me that you've got to work through and try and figure me out. And it's like, no, that's your manual. And together, yeah. we can look at it and be like, hmm, interesting. So, like, let's let's talk about these things hmm. because. I think that's it is quite a quite a lot of the time as well with that accountability thing I think it ties in quite well where where people think that they are hiring somebody for um the accountability they put ownership on them Mm -hmm. as well so they go right so I've got problems I've got challenges but by literally picking up all those challenges and problems and dumping them in somebody else's corner That's exactly what it is. They need to work through them, right? Their responsibility. I'm giving them money. Therefore, they have ownership over my problems. Now now it's not my responsibility to change it. Now it's their responsibility to change it. Yeah, so it's almost like, imagine, let's take an example of somebody who says, I'm a nightmare for not going to the gym consistently. So they get that problem and they go to their accountability, aka coach person, and they go, I am so rubbish at going to the gym regularly. Mm Mm-hmm change that for me yeah change that for me I'm good I've just set up a direct debit so now it's your turn to change Change that for me what I want you to what you're actually saying is you want them to check in after every time or every day that you should be doing a workout and going have you done it yet 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 like okay one that's annoying as hell if Sasha did that to me I'd be like get in the bin (laughs) leave me alone leave Leave me alone. alone leave me alone for one I've got other stuff to be doing today and uh, Sasha this to me once which always resonated with me really well which was like you've got to remember that the the things that our coach sets us is such a small part of our day right it doesn't consume my whole day whereas actually if you're paying somebody to try and hold you accountable you're never going to forget about it because they're going to be in your ear and you might be like, well, that's exactly what I need. Yeah, but how for how long no, is that going to last? That is so unsustainable. It's so unsustainable. I've got an example of um, a really an old, 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 old client from back in the day. This is a cl- classic example of what Jess just said about the transfer transference. Is that a word? I'm usually good at words. About transferring. <laughs> transferring ownership and responsibility by paying someone. And it's different to paying for convenience. For example, if I pay a cleaner... It's a little bit different. I'm paying a cleaner because I ain't got time to clean my house and I want it done. It's a little bit different. So I don't want people to think it's like a transactional thing. Yeah, because it's a different service though as well. Exactly. It's, like- it's a coaching. It's a collaborative coaching relationship. Yeah. You're, not, you're not paying the cleaner to come around to show you how to clean. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Um, This is a perfect example of she didn't want to do anything ever, but if she knew that she was paying me and that I was there then she'd force herself to do it just I mean bear in mind this is years ago so I I I didn't know what I was doing (laughs) she used to uh, I didn't by the way but she once asked me if if, uh, uh, she was training three times a week from home at five o'clock just straight after work and she said can you call me no word of a lie at 4 55 p.m Monday Wednesday Friday and tell me to do the workout how how 
on earth is that going to create a healthy relationship between coach and client uh create autonomy so she learns and trains on her own in the future and not going to end in in something bad happening yeah that is not good guys that is like we guide we teach we educate we challenge we do not we're not instructors we don't tell people what to do the whole point is that it's an educational um it's like a I've got these skills and these skills would help you get to where you want to be in life but it's important to take your time to learn these skills with me so eventually we can say bye-bye and you're set that's what it is but the reason people don't think that this is what it should be like is because it's not marketed that way. No. It's not. And unfortunately, even Jess and I see it and we're in the industry and we see it. So yeah, can't even imagine what it's like for someone on the outside. Yeah. Honestly, I can't imagine it. I, 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 I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. And I think as well, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you see different, different things. I think, um, a lot of the fitness stuff is is speaking of like the the check up check in mm-hmm. thing is borrowed from the bodybuilding industry, yeah. which is very much reliant on a client getting an aesthetic result. Yeah. Um, and I think in many ways, a lot of people think, well, that's what it should be, and and a lot of coaches then mm-hmm. adopt the mindset of, well, I'll do whatever it takes to get that client the result, including. Yeah five to five Monday Wednesday Friday do you know what I mean where it's like no because you're not actually helping them you might be you might be in the short term mm-hmm. to get them the photo or whatever it is that the the agenda is at the end of that but it's like it doesn't help them in the long term if anything no. it kind of like chews them up and spits them back out in a worse before so it's like so again it's like we here with them um, with Slimming World with like diets with uh, intense training programs when people say it worked. It's like, yeah, but for how long did it work? Because it worked in the short term and you might go, well, that's all I ever need. It's like, okay, well, be prepared then to repeat that process for the rest of your life, potentially down-regulate your metabolism every time you do it in some way, develop a unhealthy relationship with exercise and nutrition, mm-hmm. um, uh, probably lose your sense of trust in the fitness industry as a whole because you keep um working with coaches that do that to you so it's like it's 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 like it's fine okay fine if that's how you want to do it that's how you want to do it but um that's that's kind of our approach with it so if a client's in listening to this and they're thinking like "Mm, well how do I improve my ability to to be more accountable to myself to 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 build that that discipline um one of the things that I like to do with clients in the beginning and, and I think anyone can do this as well is like identify maybe some of the limiting factors or beliefs that you have right in the beginning Mm -hmm. whether that's around exercise or even things like your schedule or actually what you can achieve or what's Mm -hmm. realistic I think just building your awareness in the beginning which is why having a coach is helpful because you work through that stuff together and you have those conversations but if you haven't got a coach then it's being willing to sit down and get curious with a pen and paper around okay well what what have I got going for me at the minute yeah what do I like what don't I like that type of thing yeah it's hard it's hard because I'll tell you what I probably couldn't think of things it it is difficult I'm trying to I'm trying to do it as if like people haven't got coaches but obviously Mm -hmm. that is what Sasha and I that's our job so we know the right questions to ask and we know how to help people because we've done it for years yeah but if you sat here and you're thinking like well I, I really want to build up that sort of continuity with my training and stuff like that but I just I feel like I go in waves with it I think understanding yourself is probably the biggest thing yeah understanding yourself is a huge thing but I also think that I'm not sure if we mentioned this on a pod before but in my experience the people who respect longevity and fitness are usually people with a lot less time left than the people yeah you're right so for example my clients who are over 50 respect longevity way more than people I've spoken to in their early 20s which is which is backwards when you think about it because the people in their early 20s have got plenty of time but the people in there who are over 50 no offense to them they're absolutely amazing but they ain't got they haven't got as much time as the people in their 20s so that tells you everything you need to know about why longevity is never a focus because 
when you have an unlimited time of something you tend not to value uh, sorry an unlimited amount of something you tend not to value it so if you're 21 well we well Jess you you can agree when I was 21 I thought life was infinite I was like mate I got 100 years left <laughs> yeah, yeah I never thought oh I bet you know I better start putting some money away for my pension so like well I'm never gonna I always thought oh, I was 100 years away <laughs> yeah so if you haven't it's like if you've got and people some people won't agree with this but if you've got unlimited money right if you got money if you like Jeff Bezos if you couldn't even spend your money if you literally went out and tried and you went out and bought uh, an Hermes uh, satchel which is like fif- uh, 15 grand or something that bag is just like whatever I can get another one tomorrow and then I can get another one of those 15 grand satchel bags every day until I die and it won't make a difference which is why I really really think it's important in the most weird way because it's so hard to do when you're in your early 20s but to put yourself in your older in the older version of you put yourself in their shoes because you will care it's inevitable you when you hit 50 my mum's been 50 for eight years she says the same thing you suddenly become really aware of your own mortality and you and then every single person I was speaking to Ira my client yesterday she's literally an angel right she's 50 and she is so aware of not letting her body break down that she puts so much effort in right but when you're younger I'll do this I'll do this I'll fuck it I'll stay in bed all day I'll do this and it's really hard but I think if you can understand which is why I love this Chris Hemsworth thing if you understand what is important as you get older from any age and if it's if it's like it's not an opinion it's we know we know this so it's not it's, it's factual information we know it if you can just increase your awareness and educate yourself a little bit around it you're more likely to do it mm-hmm. like if I didn't know anything about aerobic capacity right and I didn't think it, it I thought oh it's just cardio I, I'm already fit I, can't, I wouldn't do it can't be asked with it but because I understand it so well and I know that it's the one thing that we can do that can prevent certain things from happening of course I'm gonna do it yeah so it's 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 not it's not only focusing on longevity because obviously we want some fun and some risk and some challenge but if there are two things that you can definitely do that are definitely going to help you as you get older and to live longer like my client Claire said the other day she was like god I I want to enjoy my retirement I want to get I want to think oh I've got 25 years to to, to play you're not going to play for 25 years if you've never done any aerobic work or strength work. Mm. You're going to be in that chair. Unfortunately, that and that's the thing. And to, I honestly think until you hit 30, you never think about stuff like that. No, I don't, I don't think me and Matt was talking about this earlier because I said as well, like how different do you think we'll think at, at 40? We'll yeah, so Matt will be 44 and I'd be 42. So he said, oh, like what would be, do you think how different we'll think? And he was like, yeah, I think you always think that because yeah. you think about, he said, we've not really had any other examples of it because you've only really got your 20s to reflect on because prior to that, you've not really got any knowledge, have you? Yeah. So um, we were talking about that and he was like, I think you always do probably go through these changes. But we were talking a lot around, you know, the like late 20s, the changes that your brain goes through. So we were like talking- the video you sent me. I liked that. Yeah. So it's like our brain actually goes through, it's like final development during like, 27 to 29 um so I was saying like without that do you think it will be as grand as it is from like your early 20s to your early 30s or do you think it will just be more like life experiences like that and we were just we were just having a chat about it but I do think yeah there's definitely um there's definitely part of it which is your understanding enables you to 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 keep going at this thing and 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 build your I hate using some of these words because they're cringy AF, but they are they are right, which is like it's discipline in a way. Yeah, it's, it is. Because it's like I even said it to Matt this morning, right? It was drizzling this morning. We get out of bed, half a six, and we go for a walk most mornings, unless I've got clients first thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, see, I literally was like putting my trainers on. I was like, oh, CBA. And then I was like, no, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. 
I went just a bit of rain I was like it's just a bit of rain I was like we get to go for a walk in the morning how nice yeah, is how that? nice is that? Matt was like Matt was like you've changed your tune <laughs> I was like no just flipped it on its head straight away yeah. because it's like it is it is so much of it is in your head around your approach to it but when you maybe first start exercising or first start doing anything people often use the words like motivation alongside accountability like I just need you to motivate me or I just need to be held accountable and it's like it's not about those those words are just a bit random when you actually come down to it because the the motivation thing obviously again motivation is a myth motivation is just it it's there's no difference between you and I and somebody who's like I'm not motivated to go to the gym it's like yeah, but I'm not always motivated to go to the gym. Like, we're not, I'm never just, motivated to go to the gym. Yeah, I don't, I've not been motivated for about 12 years. I just go it, because I like it. Because you understand it, right? I understand it, yeah. Those, those, those signals and connections between the things that you associate where you're like, I get why I'm doing this. I understand the reason why I'm here. Um, Just like brushing your teeth in the morning. It's like, you're not thinking, this is going to prevent gum disease in 50 years it's like I I understand it and I know that it has to be done yeah yeah no you're absolutely right yeah that's why those words I'm like they're buzzwords aren't they but it's annoying because they're actually quite nice words but they've just been killed off haven't they just like so many other things (laughs) yeah they've just been they've just been overdone a little bit the the fitness industry ruined protein shakes ruined They are so strongly associated with bodybuilders now that even if I mentioned it in a conversation with people, they 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 automatically be like, "Oh, big muscles." I'm like, "It's a it's a supplement." (laughs) I've actually started taking creatine again, but I've literally not mentioned it to anybody because I was like, "I don't." I I understand. I I, understand because because of football. I thought, yeah, good. I probably benefit. I'd also read some stuff in regards to like focus and I thought, do you know what? I actually would like to focus a little bit more. Da, da, da. <clears throat> so I've had it for like a month and I have noticed it within my training, but like I've deliberately not mentioned it to anyone because everyone would be like, yeah. well, you haven't creatine. It's like yeah. Yeah, it's relevant to where I am right now. So it's that's funny you I- say that because I've got creatine here, right? And it's how it's packaged as well. Honestly, yeah. creatine is, is the most manly thing. I've got this black and orange tub with like a picture of a fist on it <laughs> really when really creatine is so um well understood in the industry and it's yeah, probably yeah. something that we could all take and it would be beneficial like well so really it should just be with the vitamin d yeah but it's got like a manly bicep on it like shouting it's grenades it's got a picture of a bomb on it and i'm just like for god's sake it should just be in a very neutral um tub that just says creatine (laughs) creatine guys you've already got this in your body but sometimes you could do with a bit more the end have it please (laughs) please take it yeah it's like it's like protein with pictures of like pecs on it and I'm just like well no wonder people don't want to take it and especially women like oh this has got a chocolate favor oh oh there's a man in a thong (laughs) <laughs> oh he's got an eight pack oh I don't want that oh I'm not gonna take it and you're just like oh he's still here <laughs> yeah yeah that that's it yeah the are we still here but yeah so understanding it being able to identify your your own awareness of things that maybe work don't work your beliefs things like that and and that's why having a coach is is so useful because you do talk through those things it's not just a here you go here's a random workout for you to do it's like yeah. it, it makes sense um but also I think another one is in order to improve our own sort of like discipline etc what have you I think reflection is a big part of it as well being yeah. able to look back on like what's going well so whether or not that's like even your performance which it could be but it could also be like oh can you remember like this time last year like you were actually finding it really hard to put that that um twenty minute walk on your lunch break in, yeah. yeah. And now, yeah, and now it's like, I don't yeah. yeah, I had that conversation with a client the other day. I was like, remember how we used to like have to put those walks in your diary every single day because it was like a bit of a right. I need to remind myself to do that because whatever. Whereas it's just now, it's just like, well, I just I do it. It's yeah. I do. It's so like I think, 
when I work with um a new client, I always say to them, usually a new person will start off with two or three sessions a week, usually two, um, because it's what they're comfortable with. And then it usually goes to three. But I said I always say to them, like, doing these two sessions for the next six months is so important. You there's gonna be times where you're not gonna want to do one of them. But I just say, if you can get through, not get through, but if you can complete six months of just doing these two sessions, even if it's shit, even if you don't want to go, even if you feel like it went really badly, just just please just try your hardest to do those two sessions for six months. Because once you've done that for six months, it it will be a lot more normal than it is now. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is why I'm not, I wouldn't, I don't like saying on it, but I'm on them a little bit in the beginning. And I don't say make sure you do it. I'll just say, I, I don't say do it I say this is what will be the outcome if you manage to do this because it's so I always say to people like the first six months to a year is so important it's so important because it paves the way for the rest of your life yeah so when you know if you take someone on and I don't know they miss like three weeks or something in the first few months it's it's it's, if something bad happened oh my god whatever it's fine but sometimes you're like, this is important. This is real. Like we had this. This is so important that you just try, really try your hardest. But not for me, for you. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, if you don't want it, you know, it's fine. But it's gonna, it's really gonna help you get the most you can out of this. And it is that momentum and stuff as well. Like I had a client just before Christmas who, unluckily, just had lots of illness and it, yeah. and it broke broke a bit of a pattern with with their workout routine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is it's just getting into that sort of momentum with it and I always think actually if you can't do uh, say your training program mm-hmm. because things come up work unfortunately life happens and stuff like that mm-hmm. actually wouldn't it be a great opportunity to work through those things with somebody who mm. is there to support you not drag you there no. but someone who's like okay how could we look at that differently or what could we do and set the realistic expectations um and I think that is that is super important um and you see that with clients maybe coming back from injury <clears throat> coming back from illness or str- struggling with a current illness um having a coach there is just so useful and stops them falling into that on off sort of thought process where it's like oh actually it's okay if I have that session off today because my body needs that rest and I I yeah. can understand that and appreciate it now yeah. because of the conversation around what that means yeah um, yeah, because yeah. you know what, as you get more into it, you will need, so there's some days where it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't go. But in the beginning, you, I'll tell you one thing, you're not doing that's overtraining. Yeah. You can't, it's impossible. And that's another thing Aram said to me yesterday, my client, the, the 50-year-old woman. I said, because I I always like to ask people questions and such. So I said to her, I said, um, what, why do you think people avoid exercise when they know deep down that they should be doing it? She doesn't, but a lot of people do let's be honest and she said that she thinks it's because people really 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 don't like being uncomfortable yeah and there's 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 yeah. probably a lot of there's a lot of truth in that yeah there in because that. there's a book called the comfort crisis like and if you can sit in your hat and it, it's um biological it's a uh, evolution ev- uh i can't when it's an hour in i feel like i lose my words it's um, <laughs> <laughs> i it, it's yeah. part of our evolution yeah, that we we crave warmth, food, comfort, safety, which so is it's not laziness. It, it's it's if you're in in your right, if it's cold and horrible outside, and you're in a nice warm living room, and the TV's on, and you've got a cup of tea and a blanket, it's not that you're lazy, but you it, it it's in your own nature that it's you're going to want to stay there. Yeah, and it's even, like this, the very small example that I said to you about me going for a walk when it was drizzling this morning. Yeah. I couldn't really be bothered because it was taking me out of the comfort thing. Would The easier choice would be to stay in bed. Yeah. And I think that's probably another reason why cold water therapy is so popular at the moment as well. Yeah. Because it is promoting that thing of getting uncomfortable. And if it's the first thing that you in the day, it's the hardest thing. I do get that. I really do. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, just wouldn't work logistically for me yeah measure my hair my hair I can't wash my hair every day because it's <laughs> sustainable to do that yeah. I just think mm, I'd need to get one of the little baths but I won't be able to dunk myself is that is that real I don't know if that's the right way of doing it I anyway being cold I wouldn't do it 
I, I, you know what? I believe in a little bit of discomfort. We have, we have to have it. We need it, um, to grow. But that, I know. <laughs> yeah, I do. I yeah, I know what you mean. I I would actually like if I, yeah, I could see myself doing it. But it's the hair thing that just, just gets. You don't have me. to dunk your head under, do you? I think you have to submerge. Just get a shower cap on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be fair, that's that's Craig actually told me about. He he says he does it in the shower. Oh, at the end. I used to do that, but apparently it's good for your hair, it makes it softer. Just 20 seconds of a cold blast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and then lastly, you wanted to talk about actions depend on goals. Yes. Um if you've made it this far, stay with us. Um this topic, I made it, I've actually made a video and I'm gonna post it shortly. Um it's about collecting data for data's sake. And I made the video because if I hear one person say something, I'm like, oh, that's odd. Anyway, get on with my life. But I've heard it so many times that I've like, right, I need to, I don't know, I need to get this out there because it, it's it does the general public a disservice. And if you have a specific performance goal and you work with a coach and they and they do a check-in with you and they ask you for specific data that does not align with your goal then it's you sh question it basically question it so I spoke to this is why I made the video I spoke to three people in the last month every single one said that when they worked with a coach before regardless of the goal it was always pictures and weight every week mm -hmm. I was like, and, and one of them I, like I'm going to say on the video is badminton and I'm like huh and she's like, yeah, well, I need to increase my fitness because when I say play badminton, I don't mean she plays on a Saturday for fun with a friend. I mean, she plays badminton. She yeah, plays yeah. it like properly all the time. So really, her check-in, if she has one, and the frequency depends on how, I guess, long you've got until, I don't know, say she had a competition in three months, I'd probably want to see it once a week. But if it was just she wants to get better for the rest of her life, I don't need to see it once a week. I, I want to see her recovery between her aerobic efforts. <clears throat> I don't want to see a picture of her in her pants. That information is irrelevant. Then you have to look at the intention of the person who's asking for it. Or oh, if I can just nudge her calories a bit lower, she'll lose weight and I can use that picture. <laughs> Why did you do that with <laughs> <laughs> Um, And then also I spoke to another girl and she said the same thing she was like oh I wanted to um I haven't got much lean mass and I really needed to build it because I don't she said I, I I feel really weak and it was really important to me that I feel strong I said great but yeah I worked with someone last year and again it was like photos and my my, my reasonings weren't for looks it was more like because obviously you can have lean mass and not look different yeah yeah um, and she's like, yeah, I just didn't like it because who? And she and she literally used the sentence, "Who likes having? Who likes getting in their pants and taking a picture on a Monday morning when you've had a takeaway?" I don't. I would. I used to do it, and I hated it. It was like proper bed hair as well, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah, finding good it. finding good lighting. And it's like, oh yeah, you look the same as last week. Yeah, obviously, it's been a week. <laughs> so I think it's important that. We shouldn't just collect data because everyone says what gets measured gets managed because that data is not relevant. It's yeah. like her saying that she wants bigger biceps and me asking for a VO2 max. Mm. I'm like... It could make sense. But but she wants bigger biceps. Yeah, I know, but I want her VO2 max because that's the only data I know how to interpret. See where I'm going with that? <laughs> Sometimes people only ask for data that they understand because they haven't got much else in the locker. That's so true. I know it's bad, but it, but I'm kind of trying this no um, self-censorship thing. And if I really believe something is true, then I'm just going to say it. You know what? I'm here for it. I, and I'm... it's true. Sometimes, guys, the only reasons people ask for pictures and calories and whatever is because they don't know how to interpret any other data, even if it's relevant to your goal of increasing fitness. Because they just not got in the locker, which is fine. Oh, my God, it's fine. But don't pretend you have. Yeah, but it's also our duty, I think, to understand the stuff that people are coming to us for help for. Do you know what I mean? If someone said, I want to get fitter, mm -hmm. and you're like, look, you're five kilos down. It's like, huh? It's so, like, can you explain to me, like, why I'm fitter, though? And it's like, 
Mm, no. <laughs> it's no, like, look, at, look at your glutes in this pick. Yeah, it's like, yeah, make it make sense because that doesn't help people either because then no. that, also, that also makes people believe that that's what fitness is. That's what they should be focusing yeah. on. That's what matters. Oh, but, you know, I want to get good at my sport. It's like, yeah, that yeah, okay, that's fine. But then also, if that's the focus and that's why you've hired someone, the, the topic of conversation should be that sport. It should be it. It's like, if Jess's only goal was to just be this amazing football player, I, I'd probably do her programme a little bit different and I'd ask her a lot of different questions. She wants, she's going to say, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like Andreas, he, we're going to work towards maybe like a 5K or a 10K on the ski in the row. So imagine if I said, right, picture, please. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Make it make sense yeah so I, i'll i'll it's one of the you know when you make a video and you're just scared to post it because i don't know why and you have no reason but you're just scared to post it. no i know what i know why it's again i you you don't want to work come across as like like you're moaning or what have you but then if people don't know there's no other way of them knowing unless you use real life examples like that yeah. do you know what i mean yeah exactly oh can i just say as well um on sunday i did a um a workshop I helped out at a fitness workshop and there was this really young girl and she was 20 and she was such a sweetheart and she was asking she was so curious and she was asking so many questions and she was like you can just tell that she was really intrigued mm -hmm. and she's just messaged me saying I'm squatting in the gym voluntarily for the first time in ages and I just think that's really sweet hmm. sweetheart that's really yeah. nice yeah very very sweet Thank you for listening to this week's pod. As always, we much guys, appreciate that was a good chat, and and yeah. I feel I feel like I feel I feel like I didn't hold back, but I also feel like it was I should have said. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be we, and also we've got some guests coming on in March, so stay tuned. Yes, just on the other day, so we're, we'll keep it coming. Yeah, so it'll be Jess and I next week, and then Holly the week after. And then I think it'll be Jess and I the week after that. And then um, Beth is Beth Wilson's coming on. So some really cool women in the industry that have done different things. Like Beth and Holly are different. So it'll be really good. And, and they're both really different to July as well. So it's going to be uh, nice to have them on. And we'll keep and if you have any suggestions of anyone that you like on social media, who you think would be a good person for us to chat to, let me and Sash know. Drop us yeah, a... I will. I have no shame. I'll inbox them. Yeah, and also, like, we don't know everybody. So yeah. if you introduce us to people that's not on our radar, that's always cool, too. Yeah, absolutely. Right, thanks for listening, guys. Um, thanks so much. Enjoy the app, um, and we will chat to you again next week. Chat to you soon. Bye.